Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is JJ Hernandez. And joining us on the show today is a very special guest. It is the one and only Jenna March with Iron Bond Fitness out of Connecticut. Jenna, what is going on? Happy Wednesday. How are you feeling today? I'm doing so, so well. Been up since five. <laughs> there we Teaching go. Teaching a bunch of classes this morning, loving life as well, enjoying the fall foliage in <laughs> Connecticut. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Look, we're excited to have you on. And I think we're about ready to dive into the nitty gritty here of what you have going on sure. with Iron Bond Fitness. And let's start with a very basic question here. You know, Jenna, how many members are you serving currently? Uh, I would say about 60 to 70 members. And that kind of ranges. I've got a lot of them in my group classes and I, I do a ton of personal training as well. Gotcha. Okay. And so for you, I think every gym is different. And I mean, obviously for you guys, I'm sure it's different as well, but what's been the best method of getting new people interested and through the door? Ooh, referrals all day. I, um, I've been teaching um, classes, uh, specifically group fitness, um, for over a decade here in this area. And I've worked for a number of different gyms doing a, a ton of different kinds of um, programs. And honestly, like members find me again, or they just like my style. Um, yeah. And then from there, they're just incredible. They just, you know, talk up the program and the service and, and the community. And then they kind of do all my work for me. So that's yeah. kind of how I've been most successful thus far. I mean, they eliminate the trust factor because it's like, oh, Deborah goes there. Like Maria yeah. goes there. I might as well go there too. And then it's exactly. like, okay, cool. Like how much is it? Let's do it. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and so um, I, I like to address this question too, kind of in the beginning, which is, I mean, you know, wherever you guys are sitting at now, as far as membership goes or clientele goes, Obviously, square footage plays a factor here, but yeah. how much higher could you go if, let's say, leads, traffic, clients, all these things were hypothetically unlimited, okay? Uh, how much higher could you go? I mean, I – so – to be fair, I just moved and I just doubled my square footage. So just oh. about three months ago, we signed a lease in North Haven. We were in um, the town over in Hamden and I was at 2,100 square feet for my first almost four years of business. Um, and now we're at 4,200 square feet. And wow. It, um, it's awesome. It's just providing people more space, but then again, people are used to almost being on top of each other. So it's, <laughs> it provides just room for growth and to reach more people, which is our ultimate goal for sure. Okay. And if you don't, if you don't know the number, it's okay, but can you put a guesstimate on how much higher you guys could go? I mean, I do not think we've even reached a little bit of our potential yet. I mean, wow. we, um, we opened about just about a year before COVID hit and COVID just kind of spiraled the business a bit. And it definitely put a damper on things for a while. So as a brand new business owner, especially in this unique field, I, uh, I took a hit. Um, so now I feel like I'm still just coming out of that and now being in a better demographic, yeah. more square footage to offer, um, more services to offer. I'm ready to rock and roll. So we are ready yeah. for more. Yeah, I appreciate the transparency with letting us know about the whole COVID portion of things. So thank you for that. Um, and so, you know, not sure if um, you're a one woman team and you can let us know if you are or you're not, you can clarify here. But I know from experience, anything past 10, 20 people is a lot, is a lot. 
yeah. how are you able to manage track you know know how long someone's been with you just even for example like how long the, their program duration is like how do you track those metrics yeah so uh, we do something um a little bit different because it's group fitness so we mm. are able to do kind of a group workout each day and I'll modify it for people and their needs specifically. If they have an injury, I, I encourage them to come in um, and we'll track all of that and make sure that they are modified so they're not working through pain. Um, but honestly, this is going to sound cheesy, but it's such a tight knit community um and people will go you know people come people go um but i have had my you know core group that has stuck with me since honestly my doors opened and it's it's easy to track them i'm very detail oriented i am a one-man show i'm very in tune to my app um to billing um to my members if people aren't coming in i notice and my members yeah. notice and they ask, you know, so I'll check in and I'm constantly doing that because I care. I mean, people have told me, and honestly, this is the business side of things. They're like, but who cares? They're paying you month to month. I'm like, I don't care about that. I do care about the money. I want them coming in. I want them utilizing what they're paying for because I understand it's an expense, but it's an investment. It's a life investment. And, you know, it means a lot to me when my members are coming in and utilizing it because it's just, it's yeah. more camaraderie. It's more fun. And I know that they're feeling better when they're coming in and moving. Yeah. Jenna, I, I mean, I want to piggyback on what you said. I, it, it does not sound cheesy that you said it's a tight knit community because <laughs> I think that's, that's super important, right? I think that's the reason why you're able to kind of because you said it earlier right and I'll, I'll i'll bring it up again where you said they're almost like they become your employees to do the work for you right because yeah. they're selling your brand and who you are because sure. they're so convicted in what you do because you have changed their lives and that, yeah. that's very very true so not cheesy at all i'll say that <laughs> and um i think that's great because i think um, i want to also say this see what you said about uh you know people are oh the money the money but it's like hey you need money to stay open but yeah. In turn, when you help people get to their goals, inevitably you're going to make the money from that. I think yes. it's just, it's what happens, but it's what is the motive, the intention? It's like, am I here just for the dollar? Am I going to treat you like a dollar sign? Because if that was the case, they wouldn't stay. Exactly. You know? No way. And so I think that's, that's a big point. I think I, I love your perspective there. And I hope a lot of the viewers take away from that where it's like, Hey, like look at them as an actual person yeah. and provide them some value. And then the rest will follow, you know? So I think it's that's always a matter of, example. yeah, it, I mean, it sounds simple. easier said than done, of course. Yeah, right? no, absolutely. And, and it, it can get hard. I mean, as a woman, I definitely feel a bit more. And, and so I get kind of tied into my client stories and their life and this and that. And so I get invested very easily. And so I've kind of had to learn to take a step back a little bit. Um, because they all have their stuff, you know, and I am their biggest fan and I wear, as a gym owner, you wear all the hats. You're the coach. You're kind of a therapist. You're, you know, working <laughs> in finance. You're working in marketing. You're doing all of the things. Yeah. But when it comes down to it, it's obviously about keeping your doors open, but it's also about these people and their individual journeys. And that's what I'm invested in. Yeah, completely, completely. Thank you for sharing that. And so what would you say is your biggest priority you know, finishing up this year, going into next year, what's your biggest priority, right? Because there's only, there's essentially three pillars we use most prominently, right? It's going to be lead generation, right? Marketing, getting people through your door. It's going to be acquisition, your sales, getting somebody from an interested client to a paying client. So when they come in, actually getting them to pay you a dollar. And then your retention and ascension, which is keeping your clients longer, but getting them to buy more from you in that process. Sure. Going into next year and finishing up this year, which one do you think is your priority now? 
Um, my priority is we're just starting to market, which we've never really truly spent a lot of time doing. Um, uh, my goal is to get people through the door because yeah. I, this is going to sound a, a little cocky. However, <laughs> I am very proud of my product and I am proud of the coaches that work under me. We're a small team, but you know, we have an awesome program. And again, the community speaks for itself. So it's a welcoming community. We kick ass doing our workouts. It's fun. It's, it's one of those things that I just tell everyone, I'm like, Hey, just get them through the door once, you know, I've been trying to get my neighbor in for, for weeks and weeks. I'm like, I know we're having a grand opening in a, in a week and a half, just bring them in. It, it's just going to take once to get them in. And then I think the product sells itself. Mm -hmm. I agree. I agree. I think when and I can just see from the conviction, right? I mean, you're, 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 it's almost like, it's like, you'd be crazy not to sign up here kind of thing, right? It's like, <laughs> yeah, you know, why would I you feel. not do it? And um, which is amazing, which is amazing. I think you believe in your product, you believe in what you're doing and yeah. people feel that everybody makes decisions based on emotion. So if they feel like, wow, like this is, I've never seen this. She really believes in this. And I almost, I'm questioning my belief right now. Like I, I think I should <laughs> right. believe in myself too now. So sure. it's amazing. And, and, and I, I, I think that is one thing that a lot of gym owners undermine is, I mean, they started because yeah, you're a fitness professional, you've helped some people, but do you truly believe you are doing the best of your ability? Do you truly believe that you can help everybody who comes through that yeah. door? That's a real question. Um, I've got two more questions for you here, Jenna, my two <laughs> favorite questions. Let's say five, 10 years down the road, you know, Iron Bond Fitness, what are you guys really trying to accomplish long-term? That's a good question. Um, to be frank, I opened this gym four years ago with, with no true long-term vision because it was never, it was never really my goal to open a gym. Circumstances fell into my lap and um, I kind of ran with this idea and people were on board and they followed, which was amazing. I am, I'm realizing wanting to reach out to as many people, wanting to offer my services to as many people as I can. I want to thrive as a business. I want to have multiple programs. I want to have a lot of coaches under me. Um, I want to be able to honestly just service as many people as we can. Um, five, 10 years from now, it's, it's like crazy to think about. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's, that's honestly the ultimate goal. And, and again, nothing, it's pretty simple. You know, I just want to reach as many as possible, maybe even take a little bit of a step back, grow my own family, you know, but then still be able to enjoy going in and coaching. Um, Cause I, per, I just love coaching the other stuff, the marketing, the behind the scenes, I'm all set with the coaching. I love. I love that. I love that. I think that's a great goal. And I think, again, like it, only time will tell at this point. I mean, like, look what you've accomplished in this amount of time. Who knows where you're going to be when that time does come. Absolutely. And so one last question, my favorite question of the day. You know, Jenna, if you could go back in time to when you first started the gym, mm -hmm. sit yourself down with the knowledge you have now and give yourself that one piece of advice you think you really needed to hear when you first started, what would that advice be for you? Mm. Oh, you're putting me on the spot. Um, I would say don't sweat the small stuff. Um, keep putting the time and the work in, keep hustling because it will pay off. Um, something I've learned in this, in this last year is you can only do so much. 
So you can strive and strive and strive also, but you have to just stand by your product for what it is and not be like, hey, oh, oh, uh, yeah, you know what? Maybe we'll start that program. Yeah, yeah. And like try to do too much. I think I've overwhelmed myself because I can't do everything for everyone. Um, I think reaching those people that, um, you know, how, you know, are, are interested in what you have to offer, but then just being yourself and being able to, um, be consistent with your product and be consistent with your delivery, um, remain passionate, do not get, um, driven down. You know, I, I've definitely overkilled myself in, in the past and have had to take steps back, you know, but it's, it's one of those things that just stay constant, Again, don't sweat the small stuff. Um, love on your clients, but um, be realistic about stuff. And that was probably a lot of jumbled randomness, but I mean, it kind of all relates, I think. <laughs> no, that was a, a mic drop of an answer. I'll tell you that. That was awesome, <laughs> oh, Jenna. Way it. to close it out there. <laughs> Look, it's a good place to wrap things up on this episode. But before we sign out, please, if you have any social media, a Facebook website, let the viewers know where can we find out more about you and the facility? Yeah, absolutely. So um, our website is www.ironbondfitness.com. On Instagram and Facebook, you can find us the exact same way. Just look up ironbondfitness.com. And yeah, you'll be able to see all the awesome stuff that we're doing. There we go. We absolutely appreciate your time and contribution to the podcast. And I look forward to seeing what you can accomplish down the road. If you don't mind sticking around for two more seconds here, Jenna, I just want to let you know how you can get the podcast. I'd really appreciate it. I'm just going to go ahead and sign everybody else out over here. Okay, great. Awesome. And to everybody else who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit the like and subscribe button. And if you want to come and join us and talk about your fitness business, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you very, very soon. And as always, till next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is Joe Fitzgerald. Joining us, we have Allie of Fitnastic coming to you from London, England. Allie, what's going on? How are you today? Hi. Hi, Joe. Um, I'm good. How are you? I am doing very, very well. I'm excited to have you here, and I'm particularly excited whenever I get the chance to, to pick the brain of a gym owner outside of the U.S. A lot of the people that we speak to on this show are predominantly within the United States, but you find yourself owning a gym, and as I understand it, there's quite a backstory to you owning a gym. Yeah. For the people who aren't familiar with Fitnastic, Walk us through how we got here. What inspired you to open up this gym and, and what was really the catalyst drive you? So it's a pretty long journey and pretty interesting, hopefully, for the listeners. Uh, um, so yes, Fitnastic, uh, as it sounds, is fitness is supposed to be 
fun and fantastic. And that is why we came up with the name Fitmastic. Um, me being a, from a very different background, like I'm not from a fitness related background. At the age of 35, uh, having a decade of uh, my IT career, um, fitness changed my life. I was really an overweight person and at, with two kids, full-time mom, working full-time, I decided, okay, no, I, it's time to change. It's time to transform. It's time to look after myself and do something for myself. And uh, that is when I joined the gym and I transformed and it changed my life, the whole perspective. Yeah. So I said, if I could do it at 35, why can't everyone? And if I could spread that message and change even people's life, you know, if I can spread that message out, then definitely it's a win-win, you know? And yeah. that is the reason Fitnastic was created. And that is how we built up Fitnastic, thinking for common people to to basically transform or to enjoy fitness, you know, in a way. Um, we talk yeah. a lot in on this podcast about conviction and belief in the service that you provide. Mm -hmm. You have a unique perspective on that because you were the consumer first yes. Yes. before being the provider, right? You yes. know that this works wholeheartedly. Yeah. And I'm sure that that carries over yes, into how absolutely. you operate yeah, today. Yeah. If you put your mind and your heart in it, then definitely it, it is possible. And, and age is just a number, you know, so you can achieve your goals and you can keep and you can have a busy lifestyle and still work out. And, and that's the message we want to spread through Fitnastic. And uh, that's the reason we opened, we literally opened just before COVID on the 7th of December. And we had to shut in 20 days because as you know, in London, it was a it was pretty intense and uh, due to we had to shut for six months so literally we opened up full-fledged on april 12th so fitnastic has not been long in operation it's just been over a year now where we are in operation and i think we are around 410 members at the moment yes and yeah. Uh, yes yeah so things have, have certainly grown i want to yeah. i want to get a little bit of perspective here for you, coming from a completely different industry, what was the biggest shock or the biggest surprise when it comes to running a fitness business? So it was a roller coaster, right? We, whatever we spent just before COVID, whatever we spent in marketing, we did a lot of leafletings and Facebook and Instagram ads and Google ads. And it was completely based on money because we had to shut. So we got about 100 members and we had to freeze their membership. Of course, we couldn't take their money and just say, oh, keep paying us because it was not their fault. It was the whole situation that we were in. So the whole plan was when we open up, we give the best customer service. We, and through word of mouth, we should increase it. So when we opened up, basically, we never had the budget to again do the marketing, you know? So when we opened in April, we saw that every member had a great experience. We helped every member wherever we could, the trainers and the whole team got together. And that is how Form 100, we increased in no time. I think in, I think about by last year, last year, December, I remember in 2021, we were almost 500 members at that time. So we increased drastically quite a lot, you know? 
and yeah. Uh, yeah and it's most of it is through word of mouth and friends and yeah and that is how we grew yeah now you mentioned spending a whole lot of resources mm-hmm. prior to the pandemic on yeah. marketing where yeah. did those dollars go what were the the specific avenues that you guys were using to market so we did a lot of leafletting because we thought that was the best way, uh, the most traditional way to let people know that a new gym is coming up. And uh, we did a door-to-door uh, where we kept uh, sending pamphlets and leaflets through every door. And of course, we did a bit of social media and Facebook ads as well. Uh, and we got a lot of leads. Um, and that is how we got the 100 members just before we could even open up, you know. So yes, we had about 100 members, yeah. And yeah, uh, yeah. once we opened the doors, we got a few more come in, but unfortunately we had to just stop it because we just couldn't take more because of the whole situation, yes. Sure. Now, how has that changed post-pandemic? Marketing as of end of October, 2022, what does it look like for you to get people in through the doors now? So we are based in London, just opposite uh, Hornsey Station. And uh, because we have the train station just opposite the gym, for us, footfall is not a problem. So we get a lot of inside and outside traffic quite a lot comparatively to um, any other, because we are on the high street, not exactly basically on the high street, but pretty busy type of footfall around there. And I think that has helped us in a way to always get people in and out of the business. So yes, that has definitely helped. We have not got, we have not done that much marketing in this one year. We have literally started marketing just a couple of months back, which we have again started doing more of social media and um, and uh, yeah, and Google ads. But we get, we attract a lot of um, high end clients. When I say high end clients, we get a lot of, um, influences and we get a lot of photo shoots that happens inside Fitnastic. And I think one of the reason is because of the building. It's a very, so it's not like a regular gym. It's so the building that where Fitnastic is being built is a Victorian hall, was a Victorian hall in the past. And so it has very high ceilings with glass windows. So it gives a different vibe when you work out in the gym. So it's not very claustrophobic or it's more open. It's very airy. It has a lot of sunshine, even in the winter. It's pretty, yeah, it's different. And I think that is a reason that attracts a lot of people as well, yes. Yeah, it's a, it's a unique physical space in the location. Yes. It sounds like we get a decent amount of foot traffic. Do you think yeah. as the business matures and, and we separate ourselves from the pandemic shutdowns that you'll get back to putting a little bit of a budget into marketing? Absolutely. I will definitely, we will definitely put more budget into marketing and we will definitely do more. Um, We are pretty much extending as well. So we have taken the side property. So at the moment we are around 6,000 square feet. So we are going a little bit more bigger than what we are at the moment. And uh, so what we are doing is we are increasing our studio size. At the moment in my studio, we can only we can accommodate about 10 people. And in the future, we will see that we can see, we can accommodate about 20 people. So he okay. definitely is increasing and we are, yeah, increasing the capacity in a way, yes. Got it, okay. Well, take us to the next step here. 
Allie, because just getting people interested is, is only half the battle, right? We need yeah. to have a conversation and turn them into paying clients at some point. And so when someone reaches out, wherever they come from, walk in mm -hmm. off the street, mm -hmm. social media, website, whatever it is, mm -hmm. what happens for them to eventually sign up? Who are they speaking with and, and what does that conversation entail? So it's very, so like I said, Fitnastic, we, we serve we serve three types of services that we do. So when you come in as a walk-in, we ask you three questions. Do you know what you're doing in the gym? Do you actually know what to do in a gym? Or do you need any help? So when they say, oh, yes, we know what to do in the gym, then it's clear. They just need the gym membership because, of course, the person knows what he does in the gym. Of course, the whole agenda or the whole thing changes when a person doesn't know what to do in the gym. But then mm -hmm. it depends on the budget. How much is the budget the person wants to spend per month for either personal training or for classes or, you know, where can we fit him in? So we take them to gradually different steps when they walk in. So we take them on a tour for the gym. We ask them their requirements. I always see that we always have a consultation with the member before we sell them anything because what's the point i sell you a gym membership and you don't know what to do you're just going to come run on the treadmill and just go home and that's going to be boring because you will do that for three months and then you'll give up eventually so if you sell the right things to the right person i think he's going to stay longer and he's going to enjoy the whole journey of his fitness then yeah then just the gym membership so yeah we figure it out during the sales process, we take our time, but we try to understand what the customer actually requires before we sell them anything, yes. And so who handles that? Is that, uh, is that functioning through you for the majority? Um, so partly I try to do the most of the closing. I try to sell the PT package. So in our gym, what we do is I do not charge the customer separate for the gym membership and classes. So if you join has, has a if you want a personal trainer, we say as an incentive, we will give you the gym access and the classes has, has an add-on bonus on your package. Yeah. So, so now, if you join, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. So if you join like five or six personal training sessions for a month, so we say, okay, we give you the, the gym and all the classes included in that. And because the more you use it, the more it is desired that you will get the results you want and you will like us more, you know? So yeah, this is how is our game plan, which we, we want, yeah. Yeah, and you mentioned a number of those different services. For yes. you, as we move forward, mm -hmm. how are we retaining these members? That's, I think for your model, the real yeah. battle is going to be won and lost in retention, not just in terms of sheer signups on the front end. Yeah. What, I guess, what are you focused on to, to keep people for the long haul? You can't keep people. One thing I've learned over these years and every day is a different learning experience. It's like a roller coaster ride, you know, you can't keep everyone happy, but you try to. The best thing I would advise is, I think the point of contact every time whenever a, a member joins in to see that somebody's always in touch with that member. Um, for example, just, just a message, you know, like, oh, how are you doing? What's going on? Why are you not using the gym? Is everything okay with you? Is something that we can help you with, you know? Maybe in 15 days, just one message or something. And that is what I have kept the team 
And we have a team of four people, like the reception, where it's their duty. Uh, I see if they don't come in 20 days to the gym, the message needs to go to that particular member, like what's happening. Yeah. But I think that makes a lot of difference and it is help in a way to help. It's in the retention. outside of the time that they're spending <laughs> in the gym. Absolutely, absolutely. We're trying to do different things, but everything takes time. Um, trying to make Facebook pages where we can add members in and ask different questions. You can't, you just can't make everyone happy, but we try because um, at the moment we have 400. Taking track of everyone is is difficult. Is is sometimes it's it's hard, and sometimes yeah. you get busy with sales with everything. But we are just trying, you know, wherever we can improve. But yes, it makes a lot of difference. We've seen like even a simple message or a call. What's happening? Why can't we see you in the gym? I hope everything is fine. You know. In yeah. that way, it does help with the retention, yeah. And so looking forward then, what do you see as, as the future of Fitnastic? How, how do you envision the big picture here? So here I am not for, for the masses. I'm here for classes. So I want to give the right service for, I'm not like the other gym. I'm not like the number game, you know. Of course, I would like to have 2,000 or 3,000 members. But if I don't give the right service or the right, um, if I don't look after them, then what's the point? I'm not making my name in there, you know? So I'm here to stay for a longer game. And I think even if we grow slowly, but we do it right, um, that's the vision. So of course, everyone wants to make, if you open a business, you want to make money out of it. Yeah, but then, um, yeah. So we have like different channels. So I'm thinking of, the gym membership where people so like different stages so when a person walks in okay doesn't know what to do okay put them in a personal training package then maybe classes and then go on to the gym membership so at least the person knows and he's independent to do what he wants to do in the future you know yeah i think it's it's an interesting perspective coming from another industry because i think you're right i think gym owners in our space Mm -hmm. And even maybe the pandemic was a catalyst for this. Whereas before 2000, 3000, 4000, how many people can we shove through the doors? And it's changed yeah. a little bit. It's, it's now, mm -hmm. how can I deliver the highest quality service Absolutely. to potentially a smaller pocket of people, but how can I really overwhelm them with value? It sounds like that's the, the mind frame that you're in. Is that right? I, yes, it is, because I feel most of them, when they walk inside the gym, I think from 400 members, I feel 200 members of mine don't know what they're doing in the gym. They just have the gym membership just to kill their guilt. And I don't know, they just feel like, okay, we are running on the treadmill, we are doing something, and that's perfect. But it is like you want them to use different things. You want them to go a little bit outside the comfort zone. And how do we do that? So, yeah. So it's like thinking a little bit outside the box so yeah. that they can as a, yeah, so that they yeah. can stay and they enjoy their fitness and try different things. So yes, pushing them in different directions. And as a gym owner, I think this is what I'm thinking. And I always tell even the trainers, think something different. Do not be like the others, do not follow. Be, think something outside the box, you know? How can you engage all your customers to be more independent. Even with personal training, I always say six months of personal training is perfect for a person. After six months, that person should know to do things on their own. You know, that's the whole purpose of it. It's like driving lessons. 
you do not take driving lessons forever. You take about 20 lessons or 25 lessons or whatever, you know, 10 lessons, and then you drive on your own for your life. And same thing with fitness. Why do we need a trainer all the time? Train them for three months, six months. Let leave them on their own. Let them do things on their own. Okay, if they come back and they still need your help, then of course help them. But the whole purpose should be they should be independent and you move on. You go on and on and on so that they are on their own. And I think that is why I want Fitnastic to be more of a result-based gym than just a gym. It seems like that's because you came from the the route that you did come from, right? You were on the other side of this. So you know and can speak to what these clients really need, right? Yeah. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see how that shapes up, Ali. I wish we had more time because we're running a bit shy here, but... Oh, sorry, yeah. No, not a problem at all. It's uh, it's always a, a fun conversation to have. Where are you going in the future? Because you could take it in any route, right? It sounds like growth is in the cards for you, but in a in a controlled and qualified way. Yeah as far as I see it, at least. Allie, this has been a bunch of fun. Before we sign out of here entirely, why don't you tell our listeners where they can learn more about Fitnastic? Is there a website? Is there social media? Where can people go to find out about this? So we have a social media page, of course, Facebook and Instagram. We have a website, which is uh, fitnastic.co.uk. And uh, if you're in London, do pop in, have a feel. It's a different building. The equipments are one of its kind. We are officially Panata House, which is an Italian-made company. So yes, do come over sometimes whenever you're there. Yeah. Absolutely. Ali, this has been this has been great. I really appreciate your willingness to share both sides of the coin, what's gone well for you and, and where we're still looking to improve. And so yeah. we'll have to invite you back on in the future and, and see how all of this takes shape. Whatever helps. For you the know? time being. Uh, we're running a bit shy on time here, but I can't thank you enough. And, and I wish you nothing but the best going forwards. Thank you. Thank you, Joe. Absolutely. And to everyone who tuned in today, thank you as well. Don't forget, if you'd like to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model, click the link in the description, fill it out. Our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, till next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's up, everyone?
and welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords podcast. I will be your host today. My name is Brooke. Joining me on the show is Gary from Power Building Fitness out of Staten Island, New York. Welcome to the show. How are you today? I'm doing well. Thank you very much. How are you? I'm good. Excited to have you here to learn more about what you have going on within your fitness business. Before we kind of dive into the nitty gritty details, which is what everybody is here to kind of listen and learn from, give us some background, Gary. You know, what was it that ultimately led to you going and starting this brand? Uh, well, this brand was created, uh, pre like right around when COVID happened, uh, we were motivated to create, um, a, a different type of training facility. Um, I had a client who was a computer programmer. And uh, when when COVID had shut down the place that I was at previously, uh, I was in need for continuing my business, obviously, because uh, there wasn't a any kind of reprieve happening for fitness coaches out there once uh, the gym shut down. So uh, my, my client who turned into my partner was a computer programmer. He said, hey, listen, I can help you build an online platform. Uh, I can help you build an application and all kinds of things. And, and I said, well, you know what? I think I can open up another brick and mortars as well. And we can combine that knowledge of my almost 25 years in industry coaching. And you're more than a decade uh, of experience uh, computer programming. We can you know, make something that I think that would be super beneficial to the people as a whole, both clients in the facility and trainers running their businesses. And this is how we you know, built our first uh, training facility. It's a one-on-one semi-private training facility. We do have a, um, a small open membership, but it's by kind of an invite only and because uh, we like to keep it small and personal because our main focus is actually building the technology, uh, which we've already launched a part of that. We have an application on the market now. It's called Power Building. Uh, it focuses on training, nutrition and health in one silo. So instead of having uh, clients or people download an application, you know, one for nutrition, one for training and one for health, we, we put we combined everything into one place so that. Uh, people could, you know, monitor and track their fitness um, and and have a clear picture of, of what they're doing and everything interacts with each other where some of the applications didn't do that. Uh, we, also, we also have a social section in there because we feel that in the future, it's very important to have a community base, not only in the gym, but outside the gym, like so many like. Uh, I think it helps people stay connected to the brands, so they can stay connected to the gym. And uh, I think that's going to be a, a very, very helpful component. And the second phase is, uh, as I said, is our coach application. So we have a coaching application software that will be launched that will allow people to online coach, uh, run their business operations, uh, again, all in one place and connect into the app and allow um, allow coaches to market to people who have downloaded the app all over the world for uh, solicitation of online coaching if they feel that they're uh, – the, their training methods are the best for that person. So, I mean, it's just going to be really cool. It's going to be a really cool dynamic uh, approach that, uh, again, I think some components are done very well by by some some uh, companies, but not all in one the way we're doing it. It's a very huge undertaking. Uh, it's uh, <laughs> it's been very very challenging, and uh, but we're making it we're making it happen day by day and with small strides. And I think in the next um, six months or so, I think you're going to see something that's really cool. You're going to be like, wow, this is, this is great. This is next level stuff. So 
that's what we're doing. I was going to ask you to give me an elevator pitch after that. That was going to be my next question, but you (laughs) encompassed everything. Um, And I love that, you know, you're definitely a guy who has worked really hard to kind of build this brand, right? You have your brick and mortar, but you guys are also really focused on the technology side. And I think that's really important because, you know, from a coaching standpoint there, this is going to be huge. Um, People need this kind of all encompassing application instead of like a lot of coaches, they have to have like two separate apps or three separate apps to be able to do everything that they need to do for their clients. So it's super cool that, you know, you're really building something out with the coaches and, and, and clients in mind. Yeah. Um, so let's talk a little bit about, um, you know, uh, building fitness, uh, power building fitness itself, you know, the, the brick and mortar location, you guys are in Staten Island. What is the size of your space? Uh, so we're about 3,400 square feet. Again, we're a small facility. Um, as you can imagine, costs are really high in New York. So th- this actually, uh, it was a great opportunity um, to, to come into this space. It was affordable for what we were trying to do in the beginning because it provided an office space for the technology that we're working on. And it provided a um, a laboratory, if you will, to, to not only train all the clients, but, you know, test how the software is working, how the application is working with a clientele. And we could tweak and modify where a lot of, a lot of companies can't do that. If they're just a tech company, they're only in their offices. They don't have to have, they don't have a gym or they may not even have people like myself with coaching experience to, to bounce ideas off of. They're just a bunch of real brainiacs building uh, cool software stuff. So uh, we were able to, again, put everything all in one place by God's grace. And uh, it was, it's, uh, it's worked out pretty good for us. Yeah, definitely. And 3,400 square feet. I mean, that's like you said, like small, but I mean, for a (laughs) lot of gyms, it's actually like decently sized. Is all of that usable or do you guys have like office space, bathrooms, et cetera in there? Oh yeah, no, no, no. We have office space and bathrooms, et cetera in there. So I would say the, the actual, you know, so the office space, the, the, the entry area, the meet and greet area is probably about 700 square feet. And uh, then we have another, you know, 20, some 2,700 square feet of uh, usable space uh, on the floor uh, between a little bit of a small locker room and bathroom included in that space. But, uh, and, you know, I guess we're also blessed to be able to go outside. We have a garage space, so we can open up the the back door when it's nice out and, and we take, you know, we do the sled work and the strongman training and, you know, functional stuff that you don't get to normally do in a regular gym. Because the other the other caveat of this of this facility, most of my coaches, myself included, like uh, you know, I'm a successful powerlifter on the, on the pro level. Uh, I have uh, other coaches who are powerlifters and strongmen and athletes in their own right. So um, the coaching here is a little bit different than what you would get um, at a regular box gym, I suppose. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I love the fact that you said, oh, we can go outside in like the, the two months that it's nice enough. In yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I grew up in New England. I'm from Maine uh, originally. And okay. so it gets cold, right? Up it does. There. Yeah, it does. I mean, listen, to be honest with you, um, I would say it's it's fair to say, believe it or not, we can open the doors probably eight months out of the year, you know, at, in between spring, summer, 
uh, and fall, you know, and, you know, obviously weather does permit that, but if it's too hot, you know, we got to keep it down because we got to keep it cool in here. And we are blessed to be able to have a climate control because gosh, I tell you, those garage spaces get real hot oh, yeah. if you, if you, if you don't have them uh, climate controlled. So we, oh, yeah. we, uh, we are blessed to have that. So that's good. That's awesome. Yeah. Down yeah. here. Um, one of the CrossFit gyms that like I drop into occasionally, they don't have air conditioner and yeah. it's 100 degrees here in the yeah, and, and humid. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, <laughs> you know, you've got a decent amount of usable space in your facility. And since you're doing one-on-one, mostly one-on-one semi-private training, how does the coaching model work? Are coaches running their own business under your roof? Do you employ them? Kind of what model do you follow and why? So we have, they're all independent contractors. We do require them to wear our brand when they come into the facility because we want people to to be able to distinguish who are the coaches, who's part of the power building family. And, uh, you know, we we don't want to make any any, um, mistakes on, you know, when people come through the door, they know who we are. So, uh, and I I want the, the coaches to feel connected to the brand when they're in here as well. Um, because again, we, we, uh, you know, we take pride in what we do. We try to, we try to provide next level service. And, uh, you know, I find that in the years of being an athlete, part of teams and organizations, or even, even other great organizations within the industry, um, when there was a a uniform or a brand worn, it, it felt like, okay, I'm part of a team. I'm part of something greater than just myself. So, uh, and that's what I wanted everybody to, you know, even though they're independent contractors, we, we compensate them well, we give them great opportunity, but you are part of a larger um, idea. I like that too, because I think that a lot of times business owners that are doing personal training in their facility, they basically bring on personal trainers and then say, all right, go fish on your own. Um, and this is a hard business, like, especially if you're new, right? You're fresh out, you, you freshly have your cert and you want to start coaching people, you want to get clients, it's, it's hard. And most of these people that are doing this, they don't have like the business skills to understand how to acquire clients. So if they're working alongside you and you can teach them the skills that they need to acquire their clients and help feed them clients and show them what to do with their clients, it's like the recipe for success in my opinion. Yes, I mean, I mean, I know there's, you know, again, being in this industry for almost 25 years, as I said, like there's more than, you know, one way to skin a cat, you know, I've seen a lot of different, very successful coaches and gym brands out there doing it their way. Uh, I found through trial and error, my way of, of, of doing it and it's been successful. And um, what I've tried to do is lend that, that knowledge and that information to the coaches that come on board with us. And it, I be honest with you, it's very challenging to find coaches. Uh, I, I, you know, I don't know if it's COVID or, or what happened, but I feel like a lot of people lost motivation to give their best self. You know, and in, in this game, if you want to be successful, well, if you want to be successful in anything, you have to be self-motivated. No one, no one owes you anything. You're not, you know, like you have to work your ass off, you know? So um, you have to be a self-starter if, if you're going to be great at something. And uh, if you want to work just for a paycheck, I say go to the box gym, but you're going to be unhappy because they're going to ride you, grind you. And it's not going to be about you and the, the relationship you have with your client and the client's success. It's, it's going to be about, you know, the dollars and cents. That's all they care about. And I, I, I've seen it firsthand and um, it's disappointing because I didn't get into fitness for that. I got into fitness because I, I actually cared about people. I cared about the successes they had. I had good coaches when I was a kid 
And, uh, you know, I wanted to be able to be that influence for these people. And we work with all different ages of people. So from seven to 70, mm-hmm. uh, being an influence and, and a guidance, um, a guiding life for them, you know, we're, we're trying to do it all. So, right. um, but yeah, finding coaches has been challenging. Uh, but when we do, uh, there's the other challenges, you know, teaching them how to gain clients, you know, how to, how to train clients. Like obviously there's the book knowledge on how to train somebody, but you know, sometimes that book knowledge goes by the wayside and, and you have to figure out, you know, what's the best, best uh, course of action for that client. Um, so that comes from experience and, and time in. So. Yeah. How many contractors do you have working for you right now? Uh, right now we have three. Uh, again, we're a small, small facility. We've had a few more than that, but um it, I, it's, it's been also challenging to, to gain uh, clientele because again, if the person in our gym, the way we have it set up, we, we do marketing for the client, uh, for the, for the coaches to gain client um, prospects to come in. But we also have, Hey, listen, you need to be responsible for your self success as well. So as much as we post on Facebook or post on Google or, you know, uh, do marketing campaigns as, you know, the coaches, you need to do that as well. You need to tell people in the community, you need to let people know that you're in the, you're in this facility and some people are go-getters and some people are not. So it, it, it fluctuates on how many coaches we can uh, retain at a time because the one-on-one industry is very hard. You know, it's hard to gain, clients and gain the respect in the community group training is a little easier because you can allow a little bit lower barrier to entry and you can gain more people kind of just checking it out seeing if they like it and then maybe you can cherry pick some personal training clients from that but when you're just strictly personal training uh it's a little bit it's a little bit more challenging so the wait is a little bit longer sometimes i say hey listen you might have to have a part-time job here and then so you can build yourself a business here and then you can go full-time in this you know that that might be a way so yeah. Let's talk about kind of those efforts to get clients in your facility and, you know, hand them off to your trainers, yourself, whoever. Cause I feel like out of everybody that I talk to <clears throat> here, you know, on the podcast, that seems to be like a big challenge, especially when it comes to personal training, like how do we acquire our clients? So for you guys, like what are some of the efforts that you're taking? You mentioned marketing campaigns, Facebook, Instagram. Tell us a little bit more about all of that. So I can tell you, the, uh, you know, to cut through a lot of the, the waste of time is the, the best success we've had or I've had with, with marketing uh, has been through Google, you know, Google ads. Um, and then actually having people interact with my Google business page, having people leave reviews, make sure that, you know, I as the coach or my coaches connect with the, the clients and, and leave reviews back, you know, conversate back and forth. And it seems to rank us a little bit better uh, as, as we uh, are, are going throughout our, our time. Um, but uh, that has been the best way uh, for us as far as marketing, bringing in clientele uh, is through Google ads. I mean, the Facebook stuff and the Instagram stuff, we didn't really have a lot of success with that. And um you know, so yeah, I would, I would definitely recommend that Google, that would be the best way to go. Google ads are cool because people that are looking for fitness related things, they're going to find us there. Yes. And yeah. So that's what I like about Google. It just like makes sense for the people that are looking for us. 
But on the same end, I think a lot of times the people who can benefit from what we offer the most are the people that are not typing into Google personal trainer near me or gym near me, or I need to lose weight near me, right? It's the people that are in our community who don't even know that we exist. So talk to me about what you guys have done or will do to reach those people. Well, I think that, I mean, that's a fair question, but I, if I took, I, I mean, my opinion, right? So if I took a survey of a hundred people and I said, Hey, tell me where, can you tell me where the best burger joint is? <laughs> Almost everybody would go to Google best burger joint that I know. I don't know. Like, you know, there's thumbtack, there's Yelp and there's all the, I, I don't really run across people who say, yeah, you know, I, I found it on thumbtack or Angie's oh, yeah, no, I mean, or, or, or Angie's sure. list or something. So like even, so I almost feel like in, in my years of, of experience, like my personal experience has been like, if people, cause I always ask when a client comes in, how'd you hear about us? Oh, I walked by, I saw, cause we, we actually do have some, we have a good location. We're right on, we're right on the main road. So we get a mm-hmm. lot of traffic that way. So we're blessed that way. But, uh, but, oh, I saw your sign uh, or, uh, you know, I Googled personal training. I, I, that's what I get all the time. I Google personal training. So I just keep putting my efforts. We keep putting our efforts into Google. Um, and again, I don't, I have not had one person say, Hey, uh, uh Angie's list or thumbtack or Yelp, <laughs> you know what I mean? None, none of that. No, so. no, no. I got you. I got you. I mean, those efforts like Yelp and things like that, it's cool to have a presence on there, but that's not what's bringing people in. No. The gym. I mean, like maybe no. like one in a hundred people, but yeah. usually, you know, it's going to be Google. Also, you know, from my personal experience, what has been super beneficial is Facebook. Why do you feel like that wasn't successful for, for you guys? And uh, again, fair question. Um, it could have been, we just didn't put enough effort into Facebook. That, mm-hmm. that could, that could be. Um, you know, so, um, you know, not saying that Facebook doesn't work. Cause as you said, people have a lot of success with it. Uh, maybe it just wasn't where we found the success. So, uh, that's, that's my answer to that one. <laughs> so maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe I should go back and try to put more emphasis on Facebook, you know, and again, I post there, we post there. Uh, but it's more, I found that even with a, like a Facebook business page or a, um, uh, just, you know, your regular personal page, when you would want to post fitness stuff, I would get people commenting on it. Oh, that's a cool lift. Oh, congratulations on that person's success, whatever. But it wasn't like they were necessarily in the immediate area where they could come in and do training. But then that again, this was also a, a, one of the catalysts in creating our online coaching software. Mm-hmm. So, oh yeah, you know, hey, listen, Brooke, I know you see me and you see this cool stuff I'm doing with the clientele, but let me reach out to you in another way you can we can online coach you know so that's another reason why we created this so yeah no it's it's definitely they go hand in hand um so props to you guys for kind of doing that in 2022 like from the experience that i have had here on the podcast when they're done right the ads, Facebook, Instagram can work if they're done right. And the, the, the funny thing is like most of us, we are fitness people. We don't really know how to make them yeah. work. Yeah. The, the good thing is like you have somebody on your side who is very, very techie who yeah. could probably figure out how to make them work if you guys tried it again. And yeah. as you grow the online side of things to the app, 
yeah. it could be beneficial to utilize that to find trainers to use your app. 100%, 100%. I couldn't, I couldn't agree more with that, with that thought. And, um, that approach, I, we're, we're absolutely going to do it. And, and to circling back to your comment, um, we are coaches. Yeah, that's what I, I'm a coach. You know what I mean? I, you know, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not a marketing expert. I just know what worked for me. And, and honestly, being a one-on-one coach, I didn't need a huge influx of, of uh, leads coming in. And the slow, steady drip actually worked out well for me because I was able to, if I, if I got one or two leads a week, that's great. I, I built my business. And then as soon as I was slammed full, I'm like, here, Brooke, here's a client. Here, Joe, here's a client. You know what I mean? And I would just do it that way. And that's that's worked out slow and steady. I, I'm, I'm real big on slow and steady wins the race. You know, the tortoise and the hare story, the hare never wins. So slow and steady, you know, slow growth. You, you learn how to how to pivot and fix things. And, you know, because uh, you can have a system, you can have a game plan, but you you got to change um, depending right. on the situation. So, yeah, um, no, slow still- and steady truly does win the way, yeah. win the race. And we have to be able to bend and adapt with the industry as the industry is evolving because yeah. every single day there's something new um, in the industry and obviously COVID taught us that there's a huge opportunity when it comes to the online side of things and you guys were yeah. able to bend and adapt with that and build something off of that need um right. so I always love to hear that you know I want to make sure we have time for a few more questions that I have sure. in my mind yeah. um Gary what's your biggest bottleneck when it comes to the business. I like to ask this question because I think that there are people listening to this show that can relate to, yeah, they can relate to the good stuff, but they can really, really relate and grasp onto, you know, the challenges and then hear, you know, what you're doing to work on overcoming that. It is biggest bottleneck. Honestly, I I think I would have to go back to coaches, finding quality coaches, you know, uh coaches could have there's a lot of okay i can look at it different a couple different ways you know coaches could have great education but not have any sales and marketing skills right and then i can have people who come in as novice coaches they're great at sales and marketing they're not great coaches i always find those sales and marketing people are better you know because you can learn a lot of stuff under the bar you know you get under the bar you do you know you train people enough and you work out yourself enough you can learn how to coach but the sales and marketing side is probably the biggest challenge for, for most coaches when they come in because they just don't know how to, they don't know how to uh, get after it. They don't know how to self-start. And then some of them, I understand, you know, you need money, you need, you need to pay your bills and stuff and you don't have time to wait in some, some situations. So it's a challenge. Uh, it, it takes, um, I think a special type of person to be able to push through and, and be successful. I find a lot of my good coaches were former athletes you know, cause they know how to persevere. They know how to push through, um, when the going gets tough. So, um, coaches is always the biggest challenge, you know, I, I, in my opinion. Yeah. I think like what's interesting here is from my experience, I've seen that a lot of times, like people that don't necessarily have like all the certifications to begin with and things like that, maybe they have the sales skills. Um, you know, I see those people thrive a yes. little bit because they understand the business side rather than somebody who has every certification under the book walks into the gym and thinks that all they're going to do is train right well, yeah go ahead. go ahead yeah so i've i've just found you know that's um that i've seen those both thrive a little bit more because certifications can be earned 
Shit. But skills take a little while, like skills such as sales, marketing, yeah. et cetera. Those take a little bit of time for people to, to learn, understand, and be able to apply. So one of the things that I try to teach all my coaches when they come in, and, and I think this applies to everything, and this is something I learned a long time ago. Um, I use what's the five R's. You've probably heard the five R's before, but uh, relationships, results, retention, referral, revenue, Okay. And I believe in these because if you follow it, this formula, uh, you'll be successful. So what does that mean, right? So relationships. The number one, I got to have a relationship with you. I got to, when I first meet you, I need to get you to know, like, and trust me, see me as the authority. And I have to make sure that I'm meeting your goals, helping you form goals and see realist, uh, you know, realistic expectations, right? So I'm building a relationship with you. Uh, as time goes on, I build that relationship with you. I get you results because you're, you're, you're able to communicate with me. You're able to understand me. I'm saying, all right, Brooke, do this, not that. Well, Instagram said this. I'm like, I don't care what Instagram said. This is do this. And then you're like, okay, I trust you. I, I, I'm going to follow you. I'm gonna, so <laughs> I, I have my relationship. I'm getting you results. And therefore, I'm going to retain you because you believe in me. You know that I care about you first. I care about what I'm doing for you. I'm caring about getting your results. So I'm retaining you. And then because we've done those first three really, really good. Now I'm saying, Brooke, where are your friends? I need business. You know, yeah, absolutely. No problem, Gary. I'm going to send you this person and that person. And by the way, I might even have a coach for you who could, would love to mentor under you and learn from you. So relationships, results, retention, referral. And then the final one is revenue. And people are like, well, aren't you in business to, to create, you know, to, to, to gain money? And I'm like, you are. Uh, but, you know, if, if you do those first four things right and you put revenue last on the list, you'll make plenty of it. And it almost seems counterintuitive. Like, I'm like, that doesn't make sense. But I promise you, if you care about the people and you really are passionate about what you do, uh, you'll, you'll retain them, you'll get referrals, and you'll make plenty of money. That's super smart, right? <laughs> to yeah. have that understanding um, behind the business side of running a training in like training business. Uh, that's a really smart thing that you can teach your, <laughs> your yeah. training. And it's basic. Um, keep it simple. If you keep it simple and you stay on those five R's, uh, I, it doesn't matter what business you're in. I, if I was selling you stocks, I got to I got to create a relationship with you. If I was selling you food at a restaurant, I got to have a relationship with you so that you keep coming back. I'm giving you results you're looking for, no matter what business it's in. I'm retaining you. You're, you're giving me referrals and I'm making revenue. I, I mean, it's a simple formula. And if you learn it, I think everything else falls in place. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, I want to ask, I'm such a visionary. I like to dream big. And I think that you are too, you know, from the conversation so far, definitely sound like a guy with a goal. Um, so oh, yeah. talk to us about what that, you know, if you could have a magic wand, all your dreams, all your goals for the business came true, which I'm sure they're going to, um, <laughs> what would that picture look like for you? Well, first of all, uh, I would say those dreams could come true, you know, you know, by good favor and blessing, uh, by keep pushing really hard. It doesn't happen overnight. Right. You have to work your ass off. As I said earlier, no one owes you anything. I don't care who you are, like what education you have, you have to earn it. You have to earn it. Like you have to earn that touchdown. Like you have to earn that home run or whatever it is, you know, uh, that's why I go back to athletes being great coaches, but, um, 
you know, you have to earn it. And what would a perfect, I, I would, I would love to see the power building brand around the world uh, in the sense of, I would love to see independent coaches like myself um, having their own small facility and, and being able to, to uh, provide a great service, provide a, a great environment for coaches like themselves to come up and build their brand and, and, and make some good money and not have to leave the industry for something else because they're struggling to make ends meet. Uh, I would love for the technology that we're building to be utilized globally. Uh, that would be, a, a, again, a, a dream come true to see that, you know, the way we have tried to silo everything into one place to give uh, an experience that's second to none. I give an experience to the customer that, hey, man, these guys truly care and I can see everything. Wow, this is the big picture. I need all of these things to be successful. Here's my recipe. And then giving the business owners you know, again, all the tools that they need in one place so they can, you know, keep connection with their client and not have to worry right. about somebody shutting them down again because of some, you know, virus or something that happens, you know. So, uh, you know, but that would be the perfect having the brand out there and, and the brick and mortar franchise, having coaches be successful, having clients be successful and, and uh, you know, really changing the industry as a whole in a positive way, that would be, that would be a dream come true. And after 25 years, could it happen? Maybe, you never know. What do you feel like you really need to focus in and hone in on to like make this a reality rather than like sooner rather than later? Cause like, uh, I don't think it's not going to happen at all. Cause I definitely know that it's going to, but yeah. what, what do you feel like you really need to hone in and focus on over the next few you know, months and years? Well, everything, everything is a building process. I don't think I don't think it's ever going to be done. Life is life is a journey, right? With with destination points. Um, so as we launch our coaching software in the next four months, four to six months, uh, you know, when we have users on there, we're going to have to, you know, make changes. You know, we're going to have to make things, you know, uh, easier to use and 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 um, you know more profitable for for the coaches and also with the client app. You know, we're going to have to make changes there so the client has ease of use and understands the formula for success. So I think it's a, it's a constant building. It's just like with your own training, uh, you know, you have PRs that you want to set. You got to keep, keep pushing up 1% every day. Just keep trying to make yourself better and better and, and look for those opportunities of where you can fix your weak links and be successful. hundred percent. Now, to kind of follow up with, with that, what would be a word of advice that you would share with somebody who was, you know, just breaking into this industry today? Maybe they went, they decided to open up their own facility, whether it be personal training or group training, what piece of advice would you give somebody? Steph? Learn those five R's, learn those five R's. If you learn those five R's, I think you'll be super successful. And the very most important one would be the relationships learn how to create relationships with people. And I think because, because too many of us are like this all the time, we don't know how to communicate anymore. We don't know how to, how to have interpersonal relationships. You know, to look someone in the eye when you speak to them, they give them a good handshake, to smile at them without thinking, oh, what, what, what's wrong? You know, being able to create interpersonal relationships is going to be your best friend in any business that you do you know, in any business that you do. And then, you know, hey, listen, I got a cert, I got some education, I can help you get results too. And so on, you know, so relationships is number one, but really digest those five R's, learn them, make them part of your, your, your like 10 commandments, but your five commandments of the gym, 
Uh, I'm sure there might be something else you can add on to that, those five R's, but I've kind of lived and died by those and they've been, you know, helpful and successful for me. So I hope everybody else can benefit from that too. I love it. Thank you for sharing that. Now I want to give you a second to shout your gym, your business out on social media so that our listeners can follow along, especially since you're growing your online presence. I want to give you a chance to let us know where we can find you. So if you go to uh, powerbuilding.com, uh, you know, you can find uh, the, the, the gym and, and uh, the coaches and stuff there. And uh, if you go to uh, on Instagram and social media, things like that. I mean, I go by Gary Miller Fitness uh, or uh, Power Building Coach. And then we also have Power Building Officials. So we have three different ways to connect on, on the social sides. And uh, why the three things? Well, um, I built a big presence for myself as Gary Miller Fitness before Power Building came on. And uh, as Power Building Coach, um, you know, we, I, I wanted to create a, uh, you know, kind of a spinoff of what Gary Miller Fitness was, but, you know, focus on, you know, the, the powerlifting, the lifting, the nutrition, the training, the health, all those aspects. And then Power Building Official is where hopefully you will find all the things that we're doing from, you know, again, hopefully the, the franchise one day to the to the client app and the, and the, the client and the coach software. So um, hopefully all in one place, powerbuilding.com will lead you to all of those. So. I love that. I'm excited to check it out. I just pulled up your website. I want to see it. It's very legit. Thanks. Go check it out, guys. Um, Gary, thank you for being here today. Listeners, thank you for tuning in. Don't forget, if you want to stay notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. And if you want to join us for an episode here at the Gym Lords podcast, fill out the link in the description. We will be in touch with you soon. As always, until next time, Gym Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets, at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, Tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.